Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Maui. It is Wednesday. Isn't it Wednesday? Oh, that's right. You know, Hall- All Hallows Eve. Hallows King. Uh, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talking Maui, where we don't sugarcoat shit. Hi, everybody. Sasha and Janet in studio. Talk about UFOs. Daniel Ellsberg via Edward Snowden. going to be an interesting show. Um, to Carl Higby, great show, Carl. Really enjoyed the show. After 70. I told him not to interrupt me. He was quite tired. Let there be a day Just for picnics With wine and bread Gathered up Some people he had made Created blankets And laid back in the shade God shoveled his feet and Obama's health care plan blew up. <laughs> I told you, abominable. You need to listen to God. He's stomping on your bald head. Yeah, that's right. A little bit of, uh, who did this, uh, Marla Crush, uh, Crush Toast Dummies? Crash Test Dummies. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Crash Test Dummies. Yeah. I just acted out this entire song. I know. I, I was watching you. You're turning me on. Anyway. Welcome to the show, Renegade Nation. Carl Hoobie did a great show yesterday. He's on the uh, Daily uh, Caller, uh, and uh, Carl's doing a great job. Now he's a columnist. Uh, due to us, uh, you know, promoting him as the as the, Carl, the people. Carl Higby Hour, the, former Navy SEAL. Yeah, but Carl Higby Navy Hour, okay. Yeah, And uh, all the people that come on here, all of a sudden, they're Chicago Times, they're in the New York Times, they're all over the place. I mean, what are we doing, though? We're making people, you know, like stars. We're probably. making everyone famous but us. But us. Nobody <laughs> cares about us. Anyway, we have Sasha and Janet in studio, your UFO connection to the extraterrestrial world. And today, uh, we had a conversation last week, uh, Sasha and I, in regards to uh, um, Edward Snowden and Daniel Ellsberg. Now, most of you probably don't remember the Pentagon Papers. He was the first uh, whistleblower. uh, He was a whistleblower that was very, who basically saved the world and saved rich. Saved, Saved my ass when I was in North Vietnam and the Tonkin Golf. I'm, I'm one of the uh, I'm one of the Tonkin Golf. Goodness. Yes, I'm still here. Thank you. They I'm tried, but they failed. We're so glad you're still here with us. Thank you, Janet. We yes. love you. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was hanging out in the Golf of Tonkin in 1969. We had nukes on that on that ship, and I was trying to figure out why those nukes were on that ship. And for years, it just it just never came to me and I could never figure out why they had these bombs sitting there and I was responsible for some of those bombs. How did, how did you get on that ship? Did you tell us that story? How do I get on the ship? Yeah, and how did you get that particular job of I don't know. One day they bombs? came by. I was laying in my rack, you know, and I was just, you know, looking at myself how pretty I was and um, they came by and said, get out! Get over here! And I went, huh? And next thing I knew, uh, they had me on this bus with no windows. They sent me to San Diego, and I didn't even know where the hell I was. And then I asked somebody, where am I? And they said, oh, you're in San Diego. And I go, what am I doing here? And they said, shut up! And I went, yes, sir. No excuse, sir. I will shut my mouth. Anyway, so I shut my mouth. And they, then, then they put me in this building with these other guys, and it had no uh, windows. And they gave, me, uh, they gave me these materials that I had to read and study, and they were training me. And then all of a sudden, I had a top of just, uh, just a secret clearance. Yeah, like everybody has. Like, like Snowden took all that Rich information. top secret. I was top secret. Yes, that's exactly oh. right. Renegade Nation, you might find that hard to believe, but it was true. It is hard to believe. 
It, it's absolutely. I'm not making this up. Big mouth. My psychi- my psychiatrist said, "Don't ever say that story. They won't believe you." But anyway, so, so he was recruited because of superior intelligence. Apparently, he had a very important job. Apparently, I had superior intelligence that I didn't even know about, Sajid. <laughs> <laughs> they knew the army test shows the Navy test. They they showed that I had intelligence, and they decided to make me uh, put me in charge and how to handle these nuclear weapons, which I didn't know why they were there to begin with because I was in the Gulf of Tonkin hanging out, you know, when they were doing the bombing raids on North Vietnam. Well, anyway, uh, about 39 years later, Oh, wait, tell about your training on how to handle the bombs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then after I got to know the bombs and all the crap they had put me through, they decided to teach me how to drive a forklift truck with the bombs on the front. And I go, oh, this will be simple to do. I'll be able to sit there and just drive around with this forklift truck and go, and I was really good at it. And I'll tell you, Sasha, I was at the top of the class with my forklift driving class. I was the best forklift driver ever until what they decided to do is put me on a rolling floor. And now what I'm doing is I'm driving the forklift truck and they didn't tell us that I was going to be rolling around. They pushed the button and all of a sudden the floor was going up way up and then down like a ship that was rolling in the ocean. And here I am rolling around with these bombs on the front of my forklift truck and I'm going, oh shit, you know. So that's what I had to go through. And what happened in actual combat? So in actual combat, we're in North Vietnam and we're supplying the bombs, uh, not, not the nukes, but the uh, regular bombs, the 500-pound bombs and the 1,000-pound bombs, you know. We're delivering it to the aircraft carriers, uh, you know, the Kitty Hawk and the, the Forrestal and the rest of them. And um, <clears throat> enterprise. And, and bottom line, what, what, what happened was we were out to sea going through 30, um, 30-foot waves going up and down delivering these bombs and flying all over the deck. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't dangerous at all. They trained us thoroughly. I was extremely well trained by the United States so, government. So you had seawater blowing in your face, yeah. wind blowing all over yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 30 mile an hour Yeah, winds. 30 mile an hour winds or, with sea. Or stronger. Sea, yeah. Seawater. Yeah. We How were, could you even see? We had goggles. Uh, they, <laughs> did, they, did they have like little windshield wipers on Yeah, they had little them? windshield wipers on them and stuff. You know, <laughs> it was so anyway, so I'm sitting there going, you know. I, I was, the ETs have given that technology to us yet, windshield wipers on goggles. Yeah, no, yeah, they had it. They, 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 anyway, so so what happened was then I was out there and, and, and I had to deal with these bombs. And uh, it was all top secret and we had to put the key in together and turn the key. And then we had to, we had to go through this. They had a sentry guard there, uh, Sasha. I mean, we had to go through the hall. Like you see in the movies. I mean, I was like, I, I was in a Hollywood movie movie like Lou Reed died just the other day uh, like in a Hollywood movie do you remember that take a, walk, I, on the wild t- take a walk on the wild side who, who did like in a Hollywood movie I can't remember I'm going senile in a Hollywood movie in a Hollywood movie yeah what? oh I dream I dream I was in a Hollywood in a movie Hollywood did, who did that who did that song yeah who did that Sasha you can give her the mic who did that song it's the did, 1960s did, that was Lou Reed I was dreaming. Yeah, I was. What was Lou Reed? Yeah, the Velvet Underground. Oh, yeah, Velvet. I love that song. Yeah, I, I was in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. I dreamed. I, yeah, so I thought I was in a Hollywood movie, Renegade Nation. Okay. So anyway, make a long story short. After all these years, and it comes back to Edward Snowden, this whistleblower, the original whistleblower, was whistleblower Daniel Ellsberg. Daniel Ellsberg, who saved us from nuclear war. Now, in the Smithsonian Magazine, Renegade Nation, a year ago, I read this article about Daniel Ellsberg, and I was shocked. I was shocked that Daniel Ellsberg got a hold of the Pentagon Papers, and inside that file cabinet somewhere at the Rand Corporation, that's where he worked at. You can read all the stuff on the internet, and I'll put Rand. the links on there. Rand, R-A-N-D. He was sneaking out with these uh, these papers, and he worked for the government as a military advisor, and he was in Vietnam himself at one point. But anyway, he actually took the files, and he was copying them in an advertising agency. And <laughs> well, they didn't have the internet back then, you know. So um, for 60, it's been 60 years since the dawn of the uh, nuclear age. And basically, um, the original whistleblower, Daniel Ellsberg, uh, released the Pentagon Papers. And oh, boy, did the shit hit the fan when that happened. It showed several things. One of the things is that the Pentagon had absolutely no plans to win the war. It was just holding the line. And that's all it was going to do. And, and it was going to keep grinding up our soldiers and the Vietnamese people. And so Nixon wanted to end 
the war. He got very frustrated. In fact, he was so frustrated, and in the article in the Smithsonian, in October of 1969, he began, uh, what happened was, Ellsberg began smuggling smuggling out of his office and Xeroxing the 7,000-page top-secret study of U.S. decision-making in Vietnam known as the Pentagon Papers. And inside of that was the actual thought process of Nixon that Nixon wanted to just nuke Hanoi and destroy all of North Vietnam. And I happened to be sitting right in the Gulf of Tonkin when this was going on, and I didn't know. So they didn't tell me the truth. (laughs) Nixon wanted to nix Nam. He wanted to nix Nam. Thank you, Marla. Anyway. So today, you know, basically today we're in the same situation with Mr. Snowden. The the Pentagon paper release showed the plans and the horror that uh, everybody felt was enough to stop Nixon and uh, negotiate uh, for a (coughs) a, a settlement in NAM. Can you imagine if that would have happened? Uh, the uh, world, I think, would have the been Chinese, over. The Chinese and the Russians would have been in it. Well, then. basically, we were where we were in the Gulf of Tonkin is right by China. We were right there at the border of China and uh, in the Gulf of Tonkin. So if you go to the Gulf of Tonkin, if you go look on a map, you'll see that. That's why they call us, we're members of the uh, Tonkin Yacht Club. Yeah, 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 we're very important people, yes. The fallout would have blown over China. Well, yeah, it would have blown out over China. And, and most people don't understand now you have Snowden here. He is the the second major, really, other than Manning, whistleblower on the United States government. And they don't like it. And a lot of stuff is coming out now. And I, um, I love it. I know you delight. Snowden. Right. <laughs> now, I, you know, and I'd also like to say a little bit how we got into this war, because I was able to, uh, one of my clients was a uh, sailor who was in the initial Gulf of Tonkin incident where um, we entered the war, and uh, they had been ordered on this uh, uh, American gunboat to find a Vietnamese gunboat and uh, engage it in battle so that uh, Johnson would have a cause for entering the war. That was the Turner, USS uh, Turner uh, Joy. Yeah, causes belli, they call it. And uh, what happened, uh, my client was saying, they chased, uh, they found a gunboat and they chased it all over and the Vietnamese didn't have any uh, firepower to really uh, stand up to this American ship. They just ran like hell. And finally, out of frustration, they were just, uh, the Americans were, well, just fire at it, which they did. And, uh, but, and then the report back from Johnson was, the Vietnamese have fought, North Vietnamese have fired upon us. This is an act of war, and we have to go kill everybody. Well, uh, going back into my uh, recollection of when I was there, there was a gunboat that came after us one time, and uh, we were called into general quarters. But uh, what happened was, Renegade Nation, the uh, gunboat was coming after this big naval warship with a big aircraft carrier, and they thought they were going to try to blow us out of the water, but we were the suppliers of death. You know what? Yeah, why? Because from far away, you looked so little. We, we look little like them. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but you had the boat that had the nukes. Well, we had we had we had death on our ship. We we were called the death ship. We we, we were loaded with death. That's what we were, and including ourselves, <laughs> blow us up too. And so, um, in the book uh, with uh, Ellsberg, uh, and the story of how he became, as Henry Kissinger once put him, the most dangerous man in America. Uh, during the mid-60s, Ellsberg, a former Marine Corps officer and PhD in economics from Harvard, was in Vietnam working for the U- United States State Department, Renegade Nation, getting a first-hand look at the war. He saw the villages that had been burned because the Viet Cong had slept there for one night, and he returned to the U.S. in 1967, convinced that the military strategy was doomed to fail and increasingly disenchanted with the war. And that's when he started getting the documents, and he whistled blue out Nixon and Kissinger in 1969. And then that's when we all found out about the nukes and what Nixon was going to do in North Vietnam. He saved the world. He saved, basically, Ellsberg saved the world. Now we have the same situation happening with Snowden. And as you recall, a lot of people are downing Snowden as a, as a traitor. And, you know, he's he's against the United States and he's hiding out in Russia and all these pundits and minions saying all these things. Well, you know what? There's a lot of evil people out there, Renegade Nation. And you got to wake up and smell the roses sometimes. You really got to start listening to other people. And don't call them kooks. Snowden's a real patriot. He is, he is real, a real patriot. He, he is, he is making, he's bringing, trying to bring us back freedom. Freedom that's been stolen from us by this uh, Illuminati that controls everything in their puppet, Mr. Obama. 
Basically, uh, distressed by what the report revealed in 1969, Ellsberg began taking the pages out of the office and copying at, a, at an advertising agency run by a friend. And he worked for the Rand Corporation at the time. Uh, basically, the front page revelations continued deceptions, gave powerful imp- imp- impetus to the anti-war movement and infuriated Nixon. Later that year, Ellsberg and Russo were charged with Espionage Act of 1917. That's right, Renegade Nation. And their trial began in 1972. Ellsberg faced a possible sentence of a 115 years, he was the first person ever indicted for a leak of classified information. There you go. Wow. Yeah. It was all in Smithsonian, the Smithsonian Magazine. They interviewed him. You can read it for yourself. Anything worth knowing is probably classified. Yeah. It was really interesting. So who's going to save us now? Who's going to save us now? I want everybody that knows something to start talking. Talk! Open up! Like we do here at Renegade Nation. I said yesterday, <laughs> power to the people. Get out there. Well, you need power to the people. That's you need, right. Okay, so so we've been... We, if, we been don't, if we don't get to that magic number, the abominator can't take down the U.S. with his evil plan. What we need is nullity. Stop participating in this situation. Don't buy Obamacare. Yeah, well, they're not going to buy Obamacare. It's going to implode on itself. Yes, Janet. There's a plan way beyond Obama. He's just a small. He's a. He's a. Okay. On that note, Janet. On that note, we're past the break. Yeah, I'm going to let her. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, I want Janet to go into this whole. um, um, What would you say? Um, The Illuminati. The Illuminati. We're going to get into that, Renegade Nation. Yes. Okay, we're going to take a break, Renegade Nation. Thank you for listening to all of this. Think about go to Daniel Ellsberg. Just look it up on the internet. You'll find it quite interesting about what happened to him. And he's still around today. And he's still giving lectures. You're listening to Renegade Talk in Maui, where we don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie, along with Marla, of course, Sasha and Janet. Yes, Marla. Put down that trick or treat candy and listen to us. And listen. Listen, damn it. Listen, 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 listen. Anyway, uh, blow your mind. We're going to be talking about TruthRevolt.org. We're going to be going after that uh, big mouth shark, and we're going to be talking about that too. So stay tuned, Bill Dean. Thank you so. So much for helping us out. We love you, of course, in New York and all of our friends on Facebook. And here's ACDC. And we'll be right back. So you just think about what we just talked about. Just think uh, just a little bit deeper. I feel like I have bats in my belfry. Yes. Don't let the bells scare you. I love this song. I've always liked ACDC. One of my all-time favorite songs. The only thing is I like to talk up to the vocals. But anyway, we're going to go right now. Yeah. Renegade Talk, where we don't sugarcoat shit. Thank you so much for all the downloads. Richie here with Marla. We got Sasha and Janet, our UFO experts. Janet's going to be speaking about Obama. Who is calling me? I wish they would stop bothering me. ACDC, is that Patty? Are you there? What the fuck is that? What the fuck is what? What are you talking about? Patty cakes. What's all that scratchy shit? Why are you calling? I'm on the air and you call me up and you bother me. And I got Sasha and Janet in the studio. Did you bang? What the fuck? What did I do? What did I do to you? You are my mentor and you need to answer immediately when I call. And I did. I did exactly what I was supposed to do. Did you bake me some pumpkin edibles? <laughs> I love pumpkin. Uh, Patty just Help! called out of the blue, and she I, I hit the Help wrong button. Help me, Patty. Uh, hold on, Marla. I hit the wrong button on the phone, and it, it's Patty Cakes from the Queen of Cannabis. Are from, you on here? She's not from the Queen. She is the oh, Queen. Oh, she is the Queen. I am the Queen, honey. Get it right. You're the one that <laughs> beheaded the Queen, or whatever they call it. I did, you know? Huh? 
I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm always in trouble. Anyway, we have Janet and Sasha here, uh, Patty Cakes. Say hi, Patty hey, Cakes. Hey, hi. Holy smokes there. <laughs> hi, Patty Cakes. Aloha. Very cool. Aloha so, to you all also. So how was your trip to Pittsburgh? Did you have fun? Oh, my God. It was so fabulous. I, I am so Pittsburgh? Lucky. That's where I'm yeah. from. What's in Pittsburgh? I have the best friends in the world. I mean, including you two. Ah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm so blessed. It was fabulous. I got a nice account for my hemp tote bags. Yeah, you have your hemp tote bags. That's a way for you guys to make money is selling hemp tote bags. Patty Cakes is now now selling hemp tote bags. You can smoke them. You can smoke them. When you run out of weed, you just smoke the bag. No, you can't get high on hemp, okay. you dumb fuck. I don't, don't, I don't curse at me. I didn't do anything wrong. Are we not allowed to swear on the show? No more. Anymore. This is a now a professional radio station. It's oh, professional. I'm sorry, opposed to what were we before? Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were in the lower class. Now we're getting more professional. So we got to talk right. And we can't make okay, mistakes cool. and say things about people. That's right. And you, too. What's you, the subject today? Uh, the subject is, uh, well, we talked about my, uh, my experiences in North Vietnam and the Gulf of Tonkin. And what was going what, what to happen was um, Janet was going to talk about Obama and how the end of the world is coming. Right, uh, Janet? Yes, I want to tell us about the end of the world. Can you speak up a little bit? Why do we okay, want to speak about that louder. shit? That's depressing. Well, well, we're having fun with it. We have fun with everything because we, it is. Well, look at all the fun we have with you. Well, since the world's ending, yeah, this is, uh, the message is to have fun, fun now. Pot. What are you, crazy? That's quick, fun. quick, have fun before it's all over. Enjoy. Well, you got it. Yeah. Well, we're having fun, Patty. So, do you, is there anything else you need to say before I cut you, cut you off? Because I have very important people here. I say, have fun. Are you Joan Rivers have by any chance? Joy. You sound like Joan Rivers. Hey, are, you, are you Joan Rivers spitting on people in New York on Park Avenue? Yes, yes. You have a problem with that? Yeah. No, I don't. You little whore. Well, then, uh, yeah, well, bow mm-hmm. down the next time you see me. Okay. And I, I, it will all be cool. If you haven't done it, I think that you should. You need to get on your knees with me when I walk into the room. Anyway. No, Patty. you need to get on your knees. Okay, okay, I will for you. I'm the queen. I know you're the queen. Hey, yes, thank you, Patty. I well, love you. I'll, I'll Aloha. Call, I'll, I sent mm-hmm. you an email. I want you to look at it. Uh, why? It's it's the product sheet for the product. Oh, that's right. I'm going to become a salesman selling hemp tote bags. That's you gonna are going to be the hemp whore of Maui. I am the hemp whore of the world, man. <laughs> I'm going to be the Maui bank lady. I already got two new salespeople working under me, Sasha well, and Janet. Oh, I like the Cheech and Chung's uh, hemp uh, car. Remember that? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Anyway. There's a hemp house. What a surprise to have patty cakes on the air. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It's really cool. Patty, thank you. I, 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 this You're was welcome. unexpected You're Renegade welcome. Nation. Aloha. Uh, Aloha. Aloha. Okay, have a nice day. See you, Patty. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, she's gone. <laughs> Hard act to follow. <laughs> well, she is She is quite a character. So, uh, We're all going to die. Well, yeah. Well, Patty's a, you know, she's a... She's our hemp queen, by the way. She's always dealing with hemp, which I don't touch that stuff. Uh, I can't wait till they legalize it nationwide and get over with it. Well, why don't, yeah. Anyway, so what were you going to, as we got really interrupted by the queen of cannabis, what what were you going to say? I think we were talking about Obama. Shut up! Abomination. And depopulation. And now we're all high. Yeah, we're too stoned to do this now. No. (laughs) Thanks to Patty. Yeah, thanks, Patty. Yeah, she just blew it through the mic. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so go ahead. I free, okay, so okay. basically, abomination, the abomination. Obama, Obama is nothing in the global okay. game that goes back to the Anunnaki. He is a pawn. That's what we were talking about, okay. right? What I, what I want to say is one thing, that the abomination of the nation was born right here in Renegade Studios by Marla. So, Marla, you, you take all the credit. Saturday Night Live, Fox News, CBS, and the rest of these morons. We came up with it here. That's why we live in Maui, and they all live there. And we came up with the abomination of the nation. Get it through your heads, Renegade Nation. Renegade Nation, you bow down to Princess Marla. She came up with that. She's so smart. I couldn't even come up with that. Hail Princess Marla. Hail Princess Marla. Bow down to Princess Marla, the abominator. You have been abominated. Yes, okay. So anyway, so who else is going to be abominated with the abomination of the nation there, uh, Janet? Well, what you were talking about was one faction of never-ending wars. And we've talked about this before. So it goes back to the Anunnaki, who are now the Illuminati and the Bilderbergers, and they meet at Bohemian Grove, and they... They come up with these wars, so they are always going to keep us in war. But ultimately what they want to do is they want to depopulate 
humanity down to 500,000. Everybody out there, Google the depopulation bomb. So Fukushima, you guys think that it's over, it's all under control. This is the potential end of humanity, and you need to pick up your uh, protest sticks and talk to your congressman and talk to people because in six years, the Pacific Ocean will be dead, dead, dead. Right now, there's you really no think fish that's coming happen? out. This is the projections that are coming forth here. Sasha wants to the say sardines that. are gone already. Sar- whales are getting boiled from the... Yes, they have. Why? Well, okay. How do and you, they're okay. hiding it. They're not talking about it. My sister, she's in Pennsylvania. They're not talking about it. No. Go on YouTube. Go on the alternate news. They're talking about it. And so, anyway, it's it's So it's they have a diver? Over. Wait, this is the worst disaster in human history. Can I go ask ahead. a question? Did they have a diver go down and check out the sardines? Uh, what does a sardine look like, anyway? They're not there. That's oh. that's what the reports I, I, are today. When the when the uh, when these uh, all these nuclear plants were designed, the designers said that you know basically were worried about it. They saw that it had problems, but the oil industry did not want free energy, so they moved to the nuclear anything other than uh, free energy because that would spoil their monopolies. A thirty-two billion dollar fishing industry has been coming. They've been coming back day after day with not a single. Ish. It's over. Remind me and Renegade Nation when this happened. What, Fukushima? Yes. What was that? Two years ago. Two years ago, right. And and people are under the illusion that it's all over because the regular news is not reporting it. Fox News, they're not talking about it, but go on the alternative. Here, everyone's with Meg. So, so what's <laughs> happened is that the, that the, that the, that the uh, contaminated water has uh, seeped into uh, the earth and from there to the sea, but from the initial explosion, which was much more than was originally said, there are bits of the worst kind of uh, nuclear poisoning that is way a mile and a half out to sea, stuff that is so concentrated that it it can kill you within a few hours, and it's spreading and diffusing. The uh, stuff is also seeping, and more and more of the contaminated water is seeping right through cracks, and now it's coming up as steam uh, all around, not just the original tanks, but all around, into the atmosphere. It's major, major, and they have no way to contain it. They talked about freezing the uh, earth around I, the tanks. Yeah, I remember and, that, yeah, and, a couple and, weeks ago. And it would, uh, so that uh, the uh, water would stop seeping through to the uh, to the uh, ocean, but what's happening is the steam is going up through these great big cracks, and there's still a nuclear uh, uh, reaction going on under the earth, and it's continuing, and it's going deeper and spreading and, and steaming up. The people of nearby Japan are doomed, as all of us are, unless we get a hold of this very so, soon. So I have a question here. So would it be better not to eat the fish from the Pacific? Is that is there's that a good idea? There's not going to be enough food for us to eat real soon. So the and who are who are, we blaming, who are we blaming this on, Janet? Who did this to us? This is the Anunnaki faction, the Illuminati, who want to take our population down to 500,000. So thinning so of they the pre- herds. They predict, and I, what was the stats? There's going to be 2 billion people dead very shortly within the year or something. It's immediately affecting everybody that's pregnant now and, the, and uh, deforming all of the pregnant people that are within a close range of Japan. It's terrible. Yeah, they're not reporting on any of this from the Japan. Airline, There's no information. The airline people, they, they have to rotate them out each time because they're getting radiation burns flying in and out of Tokyo. Wow. So it's big, it's huge. And, and don't listen to, you know, what type, the, what do you call the... The media that the ostrich the media. Ostrich media. Actually, I saw that Japanese chick walking down the street the other day. She was all lit up. Remember it? <laughs> right. So anyway, that's the bad news. The good news. Yeah. What is the good? <laughs> can I have some good news for once in a while? Well, they're hiding also that there's this comet Ison, I S O N, which is an, some kind of biblical I Son, the Son of God, I Son. So the Son of God, I Son, <laughs> is coming through, and they're calling it a comet. But if you take the photos from NASA, never straight answer, and you put them in. Photoshop and you just dim them down back off off the intensity you will see that there are three ships there there's three it's not a it's not a it's not a comment at all. It's intelligent. And, Help is on its way. And, and they, they, it has been shown that it is a, 
uh, guided by intelligence. So it, it slowed down and just stood there in space for 120 days in one spot. Comets don't slow down and stand in space for 120 days. And it, it changed its course and went over to the moon of, of Mars, Phoebus, and it interacted with Mars, creating a lot when, of When did all this in, happen? Uh, this happened on October 1st, the day they shut down the government so that we wouldn't have access to all these uh, telescopes you know what's and you know, the information. Okay. That was part of it. You know what's really funny? Uh, last, last, last week, we met this really cool couple uh, named uh, Rebecca and Jared. They're really cool people. Anyway, Jared was on the beach, and he was showing me a video he took from his hotel room, and he saw this light go, like, it went from one, like, uh, at the lower part of the sky and then it bounced to the higher part of the sky and then it zipped right across the like the, the top of the sky and I went I go whoa where'd you get that at he goes oh I filmed that I filmed that off my hotel my hotel balcony I've been seeing those for years uh, on, on, what the the hell? on the poly they're UFOs and they're, UFOs, and they're right. also lights from our uh, on top of Haleakala there's uh, laser weapons and laser uh, guidance uh, systems uh, which for, for satellites and for HARP for creating a toroid which bounce a, a, an energy wave that bounces off the ionosphere and causes havoc where it lands and it causes so, so earthquakes what, what and tsunamis he, what did he actually see then? What, what, what did he that, say? That sounds like HARP. They were probably testing HARP. That's why. Well, he had it on video ways. and it was amazing to see this thing bounce the light bounce, and then it disappeared. It was like gone. And he goes, he got, he, he was frightened. He goes, what the hell was that? And I go, and then, and then his friend Rebecca said, that was a UFO. That's right. That yeah, was a UFO. UFO but it was, I saw it myself. Renegade Nation, you do trust me. I saw it myself on video. This guy is not a brain surgeon. He is not a um, type of person that can make something up like that. Yeah, there's, there's several things that are UFOs, unidentified to the regular public, and some of those are, are uh, secret uh, admiralties craft, some of it are aliens uh, craft, and some of it are holographic uh, projections. Well, I, w I was shocked when I saw it. I was really surprised when I saw that. So hopefully this Ison is the good faction of the Anunnaki, because we don't have some kind of outside intervention, we're toast. Uh, Anunnaki refers to the uh, people that created us uh, by uh, adapting their genome. They're great big tall humans just like us with a little copper and a little clay and a few Neanderthal genes. And they and the people that are ruling uh, in their name uh, still rule this uh, this country, this land, this, the whole planet to this day. But in 2012, on December 21st, 2012, one of the faction that really loves humanity, Kuklaklan or Toth, came uh back to Earth and uh, and brought with him 12 others whose mission uh, is to uh, cleanse the Earth of this uh, killer system, that the Matrix, that has gotten hold of us. And uh, mm. in all probability, they may well, uh, we hope they're the ones that are associated with this uh, comet. It isn't any comet, it's uh, spaceships. Well, apparently what I, I saw that on his video, I was shocked when I saw it. Yes, Marla. Okay, back to the spaceships, because that's like way off topic. I want to get back to, it's called now, they're saying it's a comet called... I-S-O-N. I-S-O-N. Okay, so now, how are they supposed to help us from this this radiation disaster that will kill the planet? How would they do that? Well, the hope is that they have techno fixes way beyond anything that we've been able to think of. But if we just get the word out there, there might be somebody in humanity's population that can have the techno fix for this. But we can't sit there with our heads in the sand and not aware of the, of the whole process. Yeah, the, 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 the Fukushima is just one place. There are many, many scores of these kinds of uh, near water uh, reactors that are, that are going to go off. And the ultimate cure is to get off nuclear and uh, petrol fuel and to use the natural energy of the earth like the Anunnaki have been able to do for a long time, where you compress water underneath a pyramid and send it up with and create microwaves and pick them up in uh, towers and you don't. Tesla developed the same technology. It's well known. There's been hundreds and hundreds of inventions that would take us to free energy that have all been, the inventors have been slain or they've been shut up or their uh, things have been taken away for national security, which means affecting the uh, profits of the uh, petrol giants that control things. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we want I want to get more into this fish problem and I just found something on the uh, internet called Southern Fried Science and it's talking about <clears throat> 
the the Japanese issue with Fukushima. How do you say that? Fukushima? Fukushima. Fukushima, that the West Coast is going to be fried with nuclear radiation and nobody's talking about it, Renegade Nation. And it's coming to a beach uh, near you. Near you. And it's going to happen. We're going to get into that when we come back. I just found it. It's really interesting. It's called Southern Fried Science. Janet, Sasha, Marla, Richie, Renegade Talk. Here we go, States. My name is Richie, along with Marla and Julian Lennon, singing a song that came out in the 80s. Didn't it come out in the 80s? Does anybody remember that? Yes, it did. Uh, thank you, Marla. Okay. Anyway, we like Please to... pass me that joint, my friend. I need one after what I just went through. Yeah, here we go. Anyway, here's Julian. Say hi to goodbye. Um, Good goodbyes for later. Yeah, you'll be dying. You'll be in your deathbed still partying. If you're gonna take the Titanic, go first class. I think Marla, you were on the Titanic. J.P. Morgan invited all his rivals to uh, as guests on the Titanic and said, hey, I'm going to take you on a great cruise. And, of course, he didn't show. He knew. <laughs> Good joke. Anyway. Okay, I had enough for him. Anyway. So, we are now going to talk about, which we talked about earlier in the show, about this nuclear radiation from the Japanese explosion of that nuclear power plant that the ostrich media is not talking about. And Janet is an expert in this. Janet has been studying this, and instead of me mouthing off and going on and on and on and on, I would rather have the expert speak to us. I can read a little bit about this. Um, basically, ahead, what's Richard. going on is it shows that the radiation levels that happened when this thing blew up over in Japan that the ostrich media doesn't talk about any more. The radiation monitoring stations all over the country are elevated. As you will notice, this is particularly true among the West Coast of the United States, Renegade Nation, every single day, 300 tons. Let me repeat that. Let me repeat it. That means that three, every single day, 300 tons of radioactive water from Fukushima enters the Pacific Ocean. That means that the total amount of radioactive material released from the Fukushima is constantly increasing and it is steadily building up in our food chain. Ultimately, Renegade Nation, all of this nuclear radiation will outlive all of us by a very wide margin. They are saying that it could take up to 40 years to clean up the goddamn disaster. And meanwhile, countless innocent people will develop cancer and other health problems as a result of the exposure to the high levels of nuclear radiation. And Abominator Care will let you die! Perfect timing, Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are talking about a nuclear disaster that is absolutely unprecedented. Un unprecedented. 
unprecedented. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. That's because I've been eating too much shrimp from Hawaii. It will. Con- it is constantly getting worse, Renegade Nation. The following 28 signs that the West Coast of North America is being absolutely fried. Fried with nuclear radiation. Polar bears, seals, walruses along the Alaskan coastline are suffering from fur loss and open sores. Wildlife experts are studying whether fur loss and open sores detected in the nine polar bears in recent weeks is widespread and related to similar incidents along the seals and the walruses. There is an epidemic of sea lion deaths along the California coastline. Along the Pacific coast of Canada and the Alaska coastline, the population of sockeye salmon is at an historic low. Many are blaming Fukushima. Fukushima. Uh, this goes on and on. We'll put the link on there. It's from scoop.com. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. yeah, well, okay, well, well okay, well. Anything what? about the Hawaiian Islands? Uh, I didn't see anything yet. Uh, let me continue on here. Uh, okay, one, here's one in the California. One test in California found that 15 out of 15... Bluefin tuna were contaminated with radiation from Fukushima. What coastline? Right. And in co- Hawaii. Here's Hawaii. Experts have found very high levels of cesium, C-E-S-I-U-M, in plankton living in the waters of the Pacific Ocean between Hawaii and the West Coast. And that's what the whales eat. And that's what the whales oh, no. eat. So the whales are in danger. Okay, so... so Okay, now they're testing all of this stuff. Uh, they did a report back in the, with the Vancouver Sun in uh, 2012. They did a, uh, um, uh, a report on the cesium-137 was being found in a very high percentage of the fish that Japan was selling to Canada. Okay, 73% of mackerel tested, 91% of the halibut, 92% of the sardines, 92% of the sardines, 93% of tuna and eel, 94% of the cod and anchovies, and 100% of the carp seaweed, shark, and monkfish. Canadian authorities are finding extremely high levels of nuclear radiation in certain fish samples. There you go. So in in Korea, they go to the supermarket and they uh, are given a meter and they can test the radiation levels on their fish before they buy them. Like a Geiger counter. Like a Geiger counter. They have a Geiger counter? It's a radiation detector. Yeah, and so... They showed on a, the YouTube this lady was uh, boink, boink. Don't buy that. Don't buy that. going over to the fish and uh, which one do I want to buy? Well, I, think that, <laughs> I think that might be a really good idea. Now, uh, you have to understand, Renegade Nation, when this thing blew up, you know, they covered it and all the people died and the things got brushed out to sea, but also all that radiation got brushed out too with all that water. Yeah, some, uh, Sasha, yeah Sasha, I, I'd like to say a little bit what happened. Uh, besides uh, the water that kept <laughs> leaking uh, for the contaminated water into the earth, they first were going to freeze the earth or, or first they put retardants in and they were going to put a series of pipes around to freeze the earth so that the uh, radiation wouldn't continue to uh, filter into the sea. But now there's these great big rifts that have occurred all around the area and nuclear steam is going up and it's uh, it's really heavy and the uh, stewardesses are um, being rotated so they don't have to fly too much over the area. It's going out and it's, it's getting worse and worse and even worse than that, there's still a reaction going on underneath and unlike the early reports, all the reactors uh, went uh, hot and they're still hot and there's still a nuclear reaction going on underneath the sea right now. And these plants were built with known weaknesses and flaws, but they were put in near water everywhere where the whole world can be contaminated. And we don't know if we can stop this and there's bound to be more and more of these uh, breakdowns. And the reason we they went to nuclear, uh, uh, anything other than the free energy, which we've known about for hundreds and hundreds of, actually thousands of years, because this is part of the oil cartel and uh, those who control uh, with money control the world. And it's bound to happen again and again if we keep on with these nuclear plants. The world is in great danger of uh, everybody on this planet being exterminated. I, I just found a, a little a, a article here about the California coastline renegade nation. Um, listen to this very carefully. If you haven't been to a California beach lately, you probably don't know that the rocks are unnaturally clean. There's hardly any kelp, barnacles, sea urchins, etc. anymore, and the tide pools are similarly eerie devoid of crabs, snails, and other scurrying signs of life. And especially as compared to 10 to 15 years ago, when one, one was wise to wear tennis shoes on a trip to the beach in order to avoid cutting one's feet 
on all the stuff of life, like broken shells, bones, glass, and, and driftwood, etc., there's nothing on the beach. They are also the days when I'm hard-pressed to find even a half a dozen seagulls and or um, on terms of uh, on the county beach. I've noticed in Hawaii, we don't see any more crabs. Yeah, Remember we used to see all those crabs all over the place? There's no more crabs here. And the seagulls are dying off. So They're it dying off everything. Too. They don't have enough food. There's no fish. And, and the fish they were eating was contaminated, so now they're dying off. There was a ship that was out and gave a report to us, and he said, there's parts of the ocean just about 100 miles off of Hawaii that you can't turn on. The, you have to go by sail only. You can't turn on the motor because there's all these telephone wires that got washed out to sea, and they've, right, they've gathered together. The propeller, and yeah. yeah, so you, you have to just be very careful wow. going through. Cause you, this is really so imagine scary. Fish trying to get through that. The fish, you know, the whales trying to get through that. So they're going to get trapped, and we're not going to get those reports. Oh, and it's not just the uh, the thing that came from uh, the uh, seeping out into the sea. The initial explosion sent bits of the very worst and most dangerous kinds of uh, uh, nuclear materials a mile and a half out to sea. These are bits that are so strong that you can die within a few hours of contact Actually, with them. Actually, the, the reactor itself blew up, and, and that part of that reactor with all of that uh, radiation was thrown out into the ocean, and it's still radiating out there and because the shit is so high. Yeah. And they're still in danger of another uh, earthquake, another tsunami, and so if it hits again, you know, we got more shit. So what we need to do is talk to our... Um, senators and representatives and all over the world talk to your government and say we really need to do this globally because somebody out there has the answers for this we can't just rely on Japan doing this we need to have global intervention because this is the possible extinction event for humanity this is very serious if all the fish die then we're we're done there's not enough food on the planet if we don't have the right. fish from the ocean right and nobody's we're talking have about this people starving and then you know people get all upset when they're starving they start killing each other and more wars and uh, fighting over limited resources and we can do something now it's not too late to do something now but we have to wake up to this and, and educate yourself and don't listen to the debunkers who are just trying to say relax there's nothing happening because then you won't do anything until it's too late but it isn't too late now do look at our website uh, worldpeaceassociation.com and we have an article on the latest on Fukushima and uh, add your latest too to what is the latest on Fukushima? Because we are on the line. And incidentally, have as much fun as you can. You might not have much time left. This is really, I'm glad you brought this up because they, I mean, I've heard uh, little little talks talks here and there about this, but never like with, with how deep and, and how big of a problem this really is. This is scary. Well, so obviously the Illuminati have plenty of food resources to live through this. Now, if this goes and wipes out the planet, there with the evil ETs. Now, uh, is is there is there any sort of help from humankind or perhaps extraterrestrial life? There are two factions of the Illuminati: those who love us, the Enkiites, the ones who created us, the ones who saved us from Noah's flood. And there are the Enlilites who want to see us eradicated down to a population of about 500,000, which they feel is plenty enough to have hybrid vigor, vigor to keep the slave race going so they can get their cocktails served to them. So where does Renegade Nation find you guys? Give us your website addresses, Twitter. Oh, I thought you were finished. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Well, um... They're in the underground bases. There are tons of underground bases. They've already got a plan. They are immune to the radiation because their their, their natural tendency is greater exposure. Uh, genetically, they are different than we are, so it's not going to affect them. The same levels that affect us do not affect them. And they also immune to the diseases, which they are all designer diseases designed for humanity. Designer diseases, I like that. For humanity. I want a designer disease, and which one would I like? So you know, that's uh, do the research, and we are going to be talking about it. Uh, let's see, enkispeaks.com, E-N-K-I-S-P-E-A-K-S. Doctor Lesson is jumping out of his seat. On December twenty first, twenty twelve, Kukla Klan—that's Toth. 
uh, said he was coming back, uh, perhaps in this uh, I-Sun, uh, so-called comet. Anyway, there's huge spaceships, uh, um, obviously, uh, coming to Earth. And Kukla Khan, or Toth, said he was coming back with 12 other Anunnaki to try to clean up uh, the mess. Actually, the mess is, uh, there's three factions of the Anunnaki, the way I analyze it. There's the Enkiites, which is Enki and Toth and, the, 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 and Nimah, those who love humanity. There's the Mardukites, who are the... Uh, uh, the followers of Islam nowadays, and uh, there's the uh, Enlilites, who, which are the Christians. I, I don't think the Enlilites are purely Christian, but anyway, there's Okay, so they can read all this information on your websites. Can you give the, give us the website? In fact, Renegade Nation, it'll be, it'll be on the site, actually on the site, but can you tell everybody what the website the, the websites the main, are? Then we got to go. The main site is enkispeaks.com, E-N-K-I-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. And that will link to our other sites. We have about a half dozen sites. Uh, go ahead, Marla. Well, you never answered me if there was a, a human that could figure out a way to stop this, or do we have to depend on someone from elsewhere? Of course, we have our own genius. And so if a human is aware of the problem, that's why we have to get the word out, make this global, take it viral. We do have our own intelligences. There are people that have, there's a fellow that had a uh, Fukushima uh, solutions. There are solutions, but they need to be connected with the resources to activate it and do something about it. So that takes the whole planet going up in arms and saying, hey, this has to go to the top of the list, fix this, because if it doesn't fix this, there will be no more us. So that's the bottom line. Okay. And on that note, we like to say to everybody, happy Halloween. I hope everybody, you, you guys are going to get dressed Eat up. lots of candy. Eat, eat lots of candy. That was really scary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, the good news is you're alive right now, so enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy Halloween this year. I know I'm going to. I'm going to have fun. Eat lots of candy, mushrooms, alcohol, marijuana, um... Have lots of sex, dance, have fun. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, what happened to Fifth Avenue candy bars? You're not going to say anything? I guess I will. You're going to say Happy Halloween, Sasha? Happy Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween. Boris, Boris Pickett and, the, and the, uh, the monster people. Anyway, have a happy Halloween. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. And we'll talk to you on Friday. All right, well, I'm Marlon. Are you done? Anyway, we're out of here. Monster Mash. And you 